Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everybody back to the Spurs 95.01 vlog uh, after a quite a disappointing draw with Crystal Palace, a 1-1. We held out right towards the end and then unfortunately a mistake from Hugo Lloris, although he's done some really good stuff, let us say. So we've got, uh, I'm going to change the name now, we've got Inky, Jam and Cam here today and I'm Ray. Uh, we've got the team here to talk about this again and um, I'm going to hand over, oh, I'll do the, uh, I don't really need to go through the lineup because it's always uh, his strongest team. But I'll say anyway, it's Lloris in goal, Alderweire, Elden Dyer, Reguilon left-back, Aurier right-back, Endombele, Sissoko and Hoiberg in the middle, with Kane, Son and Bergwijn up front. So I'm going to pass over now to Kamal to give us a bit of a history with our meetings with Crystal Palace. Well, I thought, you know, Palace have been in the league for a very long time, since about 1906. So you would have thought we would have played them a lot more than we have. But I suppose they were always in a different division to us. So in total games we've played have been 58, of which we've won 31, drawn 15 and lost 12. The last time Palace beat us in the, in the league, that is, was in 2015, where we lost 4-1. Um, since then, they've beaten us twice, knocked us out of the FA Cup twice for a 2-1 win. Unfortunately, the last two games have been 1-1. Uh, you probably all remember in June, we drew 1-1. And um, that was a game we needed to win if we had a, any hope of getting into the Champions League. And I think our hopes faded there. I hope this is not a, a premonition of what's to come. The funny thing is the same scorers as well, isn't it, Carl? Yes, exactly the same scorers. You're right, okay. Shep. And Kane. I can't stand Jeffrey Schluck. He's always given us. Okay, so let's go to the let's go to the let's go to Jam first. Jam, what do you, what's your thoughts on the on the I mean the lineup? We know the lineup, but what's your thoughts on like let's talk about the first half of the first few. You know, I think I think you you said it pretty well. At the beginning, it was disappointed. Um, we definitely should have got more from that match. I thought, you know, coming coming around to the seventieth minute, I was like, all right, this is easy win. It's going to be fine. We got this. Um, but. Um, Easy mistake from Lloris, and then that's oh, that's the uh, that uh, we woke up way too late into the match. Uh, the second half, we just thought the match was ours. Easy, defend, defend, defend. Um, but no, it was it was it was a tough match, and I think I got to make a shout out to who I think the man of the match was, um, being their goalkeeper. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Steve? Have your thoughts on on, on um, and match? I was just going to give a, a couple of anecdotes on Crystal Palace, if you like. Please do, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, they were they were referred to at one stage as the team of the eighties when they were going to win everything, mm. and they were managed by Terry Venables. Uh, I think they then got relegated. So clearly that was a terrible uh, uh, misjudgment. <laughs> and also, normally before the games, they fly an eagle from the centre spot, and it flies around and it comes back to somebody's somebody's gloved hand. But I hear that the eagles died, which is um, appalling news. They're going to have to get a new. However, I've digressed. In terms of um, the game, we are we are back to a bit of a game of two halves, aren't we? Um, I, I'm, I was very despondent at the end of the game, but I think when you look at it more coolly, um, we had some very good chances, probably more chances than we did um, against Arsenal, where we won. 
So um, I'm not as too, too despondent. And indeed, as Jamal said, the man of the match really was their goalkeeper after what I thought was a terrible error. Um, he then probably made three good saves. And normally one or two of those, I think, would have gone in. Uh, I didn't think we played too badly. Uh, I like the fact that we got a bit more possession, particularly in the first half. Because um, it's sort of, you just, you're so totally on edge when you have no possession. And ultimately, our error was giving away too many free kicks. We knew they were going to score. If they were going to score, they'd be from a set piece. Um, and we just kept giving away too many silly free kicks. And indeed, after they scored their goal from that free kick in the second half, we promptly gave another one away in exactly the same position. So it's that discipline, I think. And I've, as you know, I think I've sort of become slowly, become even, maybe even a fan of Aurea. But I still think there was a bit of a headless chicken about him at some some points of the game, which we, we need to get rid of, really. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Zaha's a tricky character. Kamal, let's go to your uh, thoughts. And Steve, can you close the doors? I think there's some background noise coming through. If you could close the door or something like that. Jamal, uh, Kamal, do you want to just give us your thoughts? On... I do. I mean, I, I, it's very depressing. I mean, if you look at the, the, the makeup, the guys up front, they're very big and they're very tall. I don't think in the last two seasons I've seen Benteke get so many headers or so much time on a ball as he did. Uh, today, I mean, as a has-been player, it looks like we just res- re- resurrected his career because, I mean, he, he, he was phenomenal. At one stage, I won't, won't, you, none of you can forget, is how he took out both Sissoko and Dyer with one jump and Adam flattened both of them. And they're pretty big guys, right? And I think that that was really where, where, where we really failed to deal with the physicality of their presence in our box. And it was just a matter of time. I mean, amount of, of, of silly corners, amount of silly free kicks that were coming in to a team that thrives on uh, um, on set plays. The question for me is, and the question that I really we should all be pondering, is how can we be so hopeless until they score and then suddenly we're charging forward, we're taking all the possession, we're, we're, we're creating chances, and before that we couldn't even string two passes together. That makes no sense at all to me. Kamal, it's a background noise maybe from your side. It's a background I think it might be. It is, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So while Kamal saw that, let me give you my thoughts on that. Basically, I totally agree with Kamal. Why did we wait to go 1-1 before we started playing? If we played like that after we 1-0 up, we could have got the second and killed the game. I really don't understand it. I think we have to give a bit of a, a bit of leeway. It's a slippery pitch. They've got some really good players. I mean, uh, Wilfred Zaha's a really good player. You, have to, you know, you've got to give some credit to the opposition as well. Yeah, no, I'll crystal. They kept that ass all the time. And it's very hard to defend, defend, defend constantly. You've got to be like... 100% defence, you know. And at the end of the day, what happened in the end was Lloris made a mistake and they scored. It happens. It's football. Just move on. He saved us enough time, so I don't hold anything against Lloris. Yeah. What do you think, Jamal? So I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's just a big picture. It's a good point at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, we would, we would have all liked to have three points and go into Liverpool's match, you know, potentially beating them, being three points clear if that, if that happens. But... Um, you know, that's football. It's a long season. And I think uh, they played better than Arsenal did last week. And we we came out with a draw. And that happens sometimes. Um, as you said, Lloris made the mistake. And that was really the only fault you can say for the goal. Other than that, I didn't think they had many chances throughout the matches to really, really scare us. They hit the post once, which was a good shot. Uh, like mm. you said, Zaha had a good few shots too that Lloris saved well. But um, not not too much else. It was a wet, rainy, horrible day, and it's a good point uh, away at Palace, which is not an easy team to beat. Yeah, yeah, 
And I, I think that if you're, if you're serious about winning the league or being up there, those are the games where you've got to pick up the points. Yes, a scrappy nil-nil or a 1-1 at Liverpool, we'd be celebrating now as if we won the FA Cup. But a 1-1 at Palace, I'm sorry, feels like an abs- it looks like a, feels like a 5-0 loss if we're serious contenders. That's my view. Because you've got to ask yourself the question, what would have happened with Chelsea were there or Manchester City were there in their yeah. prime or where Liverpool were there in their prime? Would they have uh, given up the go so easily or given them so many chances and played so badly? Yeah, had I've such- got to take this call. Yeah, you carry on. Such little possession in the um, second second half in the first twenty minutes. So what, what did you think, Steve? Well, I mean, I, again, I'm not as despondent as you because I think that their goalkeeper did play out of his skin. And as um, I think was commented earlier, we didn't really start playing until the last ten minutes because we went to one-one, and he then made two world-class saves. One from Harry yeah. Kane's header, which was extraordinary. Oh, if, if he'd scored that, we'd have been talking at how fantastic that header was. Because yeah. somehow, I mean, it was a shot. And he, how he did he get his head on it? Headed the, headed the ball down. You couldn't have done any more. And, the, and then we've even, look at Dyer. Dyer had kick. a great free kick. I thought that was top corner. Fantastic free kick. I was already celebrating. You know, if we'd have come and said 3 1, we'd have said, oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely champions, uh, championship materials here with that. Right. So. If those two have gone in, I think on most days they would have done, we'd have a diff- completely different conversation. So I don't oh. feel as negative, I think, as I did at the end of the game when I thought, oh, dear. Good point. I think that the um, the save from Ndombele in the first half was yeah, pretty was spectacular. Save. That was, I just looked, because if you see it in real time, it's very, very fast, just like Kane's header. And it felt like that that was a certain goal. I don't know how we got a hand to that. Jamal? Yeah, incredible. Incre- I agree yeah. with all those uh, all those shouts. Great okay, save. Go ahead, um, great save from Dyer, great save from Kane. He was a man of the match, you know. Without him, we could have yeah. won that match. But he's a he's a Premier League goalkeeper. You expect them to make saves. I thought Dyer's one was in. I really did think that was in. Yeah. But it's well, just- the interesting thing, isn't it? The only time we get a decent free kick, the goalkeeper has to pull off a, a fantastic save. I mean, as soon as we got the free kick, my main concern was there's two minutes to go. We're going to waste a minute and a half on lining up the free kick and it's going to hit the top tier anyway because we know we're, we never score from those. And then he takes a shot like he did and the keeper goes and saves it. So one of those I mean, days, I I hope Jose learns from this that once you're 1-0 up, don't just sit back because you're going to get four out we, we, all, we all knew we needed more than one goal. We needed more than one goal. We all knew that. You know, you're watching it. You know that has to happen. You need uh, that for every Premier League match. You need at least a two-goal lead before you and can... Then you can and you then you can sit back. And then you can sit back. on a one goal. Any team in the Premier League can hit you and score. It's obvious. And maybe, yeah. he'll, hopefully, Jose will learn something from it, although he should know this already anyway. Yeah. I mean, it, it, far be it from us to try and advise Jose on how he should play and what he should do. But... Um, Sorry, can I stop you there? It's Jose, because he's Portuguese. Jose is, French, is Spanish. Okay, so Jose, Jose. Jose. Yeah, better. Okay. Thank you. But what about Carry Sonny? On. Sonny had one of those games where he was in and out. He didn't really do anything. When he's very would... good, he's very, very, very good. And when he's not so good, he's just sort of average, isn't he, really? A little quieter. Sorry, Jamal, you are saying? I was going to say, so, so Bergwijn has... You know, games you would consider quieter because he's not affecting the attack so much, but he does so much work throughout the pitch that he's, he, you notice he's there, he's making a difference for the team. Whereas Son on the opposite side may work, he's working hard, he's trying to get into positions, but it does not, he's not as effective as Bergwijn is in those kind of defensive roles positionally. 
So when 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 he goes missing, uh, as far as in the tech, you, you don't you don't notice him on the pitch as much. Bergwijn does more work going back than he does going forward. I think yeah. that's becoming a problem, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's becoming part a of the problem? game plan. Maybe, but I think one reason why I think it's becoming a problem is because it, so one of our attacking options is now suddenly uh, gone. And, uh, um, you know, if we are going to, if we're 2 0 up, like Steve says, and we're going to sit back, the perfect person for a perfect game plan, too. But when you're chasing the game, it's, it becomes a bit of a problem. I think just going back to Son, very quiet game, very bad, bad game by his standards. You could blame the pitch. You could blame the fact that the ball was skidding off that water. It looked, seemed to be slowing down and wasn't arriving as fast as it was. I mean, the conditions looked atrocious. I mean, from sunny Florida, it's hard to tell. But from what I saw in London, it looked pretty pretty horrible to, conditions to play under. And yeah, maybe that must have And even, can you believe they were watering the pitch at half-time? <laughs> and they're watering it. I mean, what's going on there? I think they, wanted to, they want these guys to have it slick, you know. They want the pitch slick and all that. Yeah. But, you know, once they scored, I thought, you know, we could actually lose this. So I was very happy to see us go for the win. But again, I, I asked the question, why wait so long? You know, mm. go for the killer before. Don't you agree, Steve? Uh, absolutely. Uh, if only for my um, my heart. Yeah. But, yeah, you knew, you knew we needed another goal. And then, of course, we got two very clear-cut chances once we did go for it. Mm. Um, I think just commenting on Son, I think um, Crystal Palace played differently. They didn't do... And what Arsenal had done, you know, they didn't push right up on us. They did sometimes, but they did give us more possession and they did step back. So it wasn't necessarily, I think, the ideal um, game for Son. He wasn't getting that through ball to run onto. Uh, He had too many bodies in front of him to do that. I know he scored that one goal against Burnley, but that's a once in a lifetime goal. He's not going to do that every every game. Um, So I think Palace played us differently. But we, we, you know, another day we've won 3-1. I'm sure of it. Yeah, but let's not let's put this in perspective. Palace is a good team, you know. They've got some really good players. I know we're disappointed we didn't win because we were ahead for so long. But when if you step back, I think a point of Palace is not a bad result. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of teams are going to go there and struggle. I mean, look at Chelsea. They went to Everton. They lost. Yeah, that's when you you create, as um, our friend Skim says, the opportunity to. Um, create that, that little bit of, of pressure off us, a bit of a gap between uh, um, us and the other team. This was an opportunity. The question is, I ask you again, will Liverpool drop points against um, teams like oh, Palace? Liverpool uh, will have dropped points this season already against well, teams one, like them. They're 1-0 down at half-time to Fulham. Let's hope that stays like that. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to come back, but the big match is going to be on Wednesday. It's going to be the real acid test for us. Absolutely. But the, yeah. I think that, I mean, and I'll get your views on this, but I think Liverpool are going to be a bit more open. They're going to attack us more. They're going to leave gaps at the back. This could be the idea. Fascinating match. I think it's going to be a, yeah, like I said, fascinating match coming up. I think that might have also been partially one of the problems for, for today. You know, we, we played so well in the first half and it was clearly the game plan from minute one to go out there and attack. Um, and once we got the goal, I said it, I said it in our chat, uh, you know, we're going to sit back now. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's partially Jose telling them to conserve some energy. Um, but also, I think the players, you know, there's there's a mentality thing. Is uh, not in a bad way, but it, it's a wet, rainy day. You got a big long season. You don't want to push yourself to a limit where you might get an injury and slip, or you know something happens when you got the biggest match of the season coming up in a few days, yeah. which is absolutely the biggest match in my opinion because um, I think the season this season is going to be one on head to heads, and 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 yeah. so far we've been we're it's in a good quite position. so important to win at places like Palace and all these places because the big head to head games. You're you could lose it or draw. That's why you need to make the points up in these other matches. Mm, exactly. Thank you, Kamal. 
Well, I wanted to just uh, add, I thought uh, um, it was very interesting to see Delhi come on. I'm yeah. very, very happy to see him come on. I thought that that, that uh, tackle that he did um, as a player was running away on goal, the Eze that was running away on goal yeah. and he kept his eye on the ball and took that ball off his feet perfectly, was probably um, saved us from a 2-1. Uh, so that contribution itself probably justified his uh, coming on. I, I thought he actually wasn't too bad. He really did put himself about a bit. I mean, well, Steve, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Well, I, I like Deli Ali. Um, I think that he came on too late to really have any uh, influence. But that that tackle, uh, that was like Bobby Moore, Jarzinho, 1970. It was at uh, that that sort of quality. And I, I say that really because no one will know what I'm talking about. And I like... I, like <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I do. We all do. Scored in every, every World Cup game, didn't Jarzinho? <laughs> you've, you've got to go and look that up on YouTube and you'll see what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I was glad to see Deli Ali there. He does bring you something else. And the fact that he was even in that position to um, defend suggests that he's um, taken on a few a few pointers from uh, Jose, not uh, Jose. Um, so yeah, I was pleased to see him, and hopefully he will uh, he will somehow be slotted back into the squad. Okay, let's just give a quick summary before we talk about the Liverpool match. I want to spend a few minutes on the Liverpool match. Let's just give us a quick summary for the Palace. So my point of view, good point, could have been more, but again, I'm not happy about the fact that we sit back when we score one a goal and then we just let the teams come onto us. Yeah. We're inviting pressure, and eventually, because the teams are so good, they will score, whether it's a mistake or a good piece of play. Kamal, what's your summary? Oh, today was, um, yeah, absolutely, as you said, it, it was an error. I don't know how we completely lost control of the game for about 25 minutes and then suddenly took the game by the scruff of the neck when we, when we, when they equalised and then we, they lost control of the game. And just trying to understand those dynamics really does, uh, it's very difficult to see why would you not play like that all through the game. Um, my view was that I thought Jose's hope game plan was 2 0, then defends it back. We never did get the 2-0, and when you're 1-0 up, you're always vulnerable to um, to losing it. But it was, we've got to be clear about it. It was a goalkeeping error. It was in his hands. He dropped the ball, you know. Can you blame the defenders for that? Not really, because you'd expect him to pick it up. I mean, you know, that was a goal. <laughs> you can say that about their goal too. He made a great save yeah. against Chelsea. He made a great save here. So I really, you take the good with the bad. I think he saved yeah, us yeah. two goals. Things got. will happen. Yeah. What about you, Jamal? Um, so one of my takeaway wants to be that, uh, you know, football, as we did most things in life, it's about momentum. And it wasn't an ideal result, but it, it won't affect our momentum. We're going to keep going. We're still going to have a, an exciting match on Wednesday. And now hopefully we can take three points from, from Liverpool. Even a draw would be fine. But, uh, you know, we'll be looking a lot happier next weekend if we take three points on Wednesday. Steve? Well, I think Palace will take points from other teams and they will take points from our rivals as well. So I think that's something uh, to take away. Great to see Deli Ali come on, even though for a short period of time. I would have liked to maybe see Mora come on, on that surface. Who was Lucas? Uh, he wasn't even in the he squad. Wasn't on the, he wasn't in the squad. He wasn't oh, in well, maybe, maybe he was injured then. Or, Vinicius, but, was Vinicius on the, in the bench or not? No, no Vinicius was, wasn't on the bench, okay. nor was Bale. Bale is not right. feeling well, apparently. But. And I suppose the final point was that um, I thought um, Dyer made two or three uh, errors where he gave the ball away. He does that every match. At least it's um, one ball. And I kept th- when he did the first one, I said, well, no, maybe he's learned now and he won't do it again. And he did. 
and then he did it one more time after that. Got that in his game. Said that, if he'd scored that free kick, we're all, you know, he's the best player in the world. But, yeah, he just needs to cut that out of his game. Yeah, just want to add one thing. Please don't forget that that free header that Dyer had. Yeah, uh, before then. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. That, he should have scored that at least one of those, think, right? Yeah, if, if Kane had been there rather than him, um, we'd we'd have, we'd have had a goal. Nobody on him. Nobody on him. Yeah. So let's just wrap up now. Quick, a uh, couple of. Uh, let's have your thoughts for Wednesday's game. I'm going to go to Steve first. Just give us your thoughts and what you think the prediction score is. Well, I think it's. I think we've got a really good chance. It's going to be close. I think we could do this one nil. Um, they've got um, both their main centre backs out, and they're up against Kane and Son. We surely we must get some goals out of this. Okay, Jamal. Yeah, like like he said, it's going to be a very close one. Um, it's either going to be wide open back and forth the whole match, and we're going to have a high scoring game, or which I don't, which I doubt. I'm going to go for a two one though. Yeah, come on. I think I'll be realistic. Um, my in my gut tells me a zero zero. Um, and Mourinho's going to hold out for the. If assuming, I think it's really going to depend whether Liverpool win today. If Liverpool win today and they go top, Jose is probably going to think, well, you know what, we've got to go out there and get a win. If we're still top uh, today, I think he's going to go out for a zero zero. That's my gut. Okay, I think I agree with you, but I don't think we can stop Liverpool scoring the same way we couldn't stop Palace scoring. So. I think it's going to be 1-1. I think we'll get a draw there. I think we may score first and they get equalised and then Jose will shut it off. But we've got a chance anyway. The last time I think we won, and this is your domain, Kamal, but I think 2013 was the last time we won at Liverpool. So it's been a long time since we won there. It's been a very long time. It's not one of our favourite grounds, that's for sure. There's lots of grounds. We make, and nobody can forget the um, error of uh, Alderweireau scoring past yeah. the Reese. Yeah. Uh, when we that time... So, you know, we do make errors there too. All right, guys. Thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate that. Sorry I had to... Before, before problems. we go. Uh, let's look right. forward to... We're going to do one on Wednesday. We've got to do one on Wednesday after the Liverpool yes. match, I think. So Absolutely. Maybe a bit late one, Steve. So, hope you get your... You are, you want Way past my bedtime normally, but I'll, I'll stay up for, the, for that one. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Excellent. guys. Thank you very much. Yes, before we go, everyone, please like, comment, subscribe, uh, give us your feedback. We, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Come on, you Spurs. I want to come on, Spurs, everybody. Come on. Uh, we can do this. Come on, we you can. Spurs. Let's go. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening. <laughs>